Create Art Podcast, Project, National Novel Writing Month, and National Podcast Post Month. Hello, friend, and welcome to Create Art Podcast, where I help you tame your inner critic and create more than you consume. I'm Timothy Kim O'Brien, your head instigator with over 20 years in arts and education. Now, how do I do this? Well, I provide you with commentary, interviews, discussions, and projects that will inspire you to create art. Now, this month, November of 2021, I will be podcasting daily and writing a novel all within that 30 days. I'm participating in Nay Pod Pomo, which is National Podcast Post Month, and Nay No Rimo. I did this last year. I want to do it again this year. And you will find all the episodes right here at createartpodcast.com. Now, you'll be able to listen and read along to what I wrote for the day. I do like to practice what I preach when it comes to art. So I'm challenging myself again this year to write and have you come along for the ride. It's my hope that this inspires you to accomplish your goals with your art. And if you'd like to share what you're doing, feel free to email me timothy at createartpodcast.com. So let's get this show on the road. Hey folks. All right. So today is the last day of Napo Rimo. That's National Podcast Post Month. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Um, Nino Rimo National Novel Writing Month and Napod Pomo National Podcast Post Month. Whoops, maybe we uh, will save that for the uh, the Christmas show here, kids. But yeah, it's been a uh, lovely journey, and I will be putting out an episode on wrapping up both of the challenges that I've done. Oh, probably in about a week or two. Um, I just want to let you all know too that. I want to thank you all for coming along on this journey with me. And I just scored an interview with uh, somebody that um, I feel is very, well, let's just say this. Um, he's a ghostwriter. He runs a independent book festival. Um, he is, a, he, he can be an agent. Um, he is a professional uh, writer, reporter. So, uh, he, you know, he approached me and uh, he's someone that I had on my old show, KDOI uh, Podcasting. And uh, I think it's time that we bring him on to uh, this show. So uh, that'll be coming up. I'll probably post that tentatively on my birthday, December 19th. So look for that episode coming out. And, you know, you can go back to uh, last year's uh, Nay Pod Pomo, Nay No Rimo to get the first part of this novel that I've written. And uh, now this is the second part, uh, a year later, of what I've written. And it is not finished yet. I will uh, uh, spare you that. So I'm going to put it down for about a month. And then uh, I'm going to pick it back up and finish this bad boy off because I'm really enjoying it, but it needs to be finished, then edited, then put out in public. And y'all can say, hey, we remember when, and you fixed a lot of the stuff that was wrong with it. So thank you again for coming along on this. 
So this is 30 November 2021. The daily count was 1,797 words, which puts the cumulative count at 44,030 words. So if you add that to the 50,000 that I wrote last year, we're just under 100,000 words. Carl sat in his hospital bed and heard Cheryl quietly talking with Myra. The smell he hated was almost overwhelming and it seemed like forever before the nurse came back to his room. His companion was the beeps from the machines monitoring his vitals. The smell and feeling of death is why he hated hospitals, and since he was alone with his thoughts, every time a beep didn't go off the way he expected it, he almost jumped off the bed. When the nurse finally came to disconnect him and give him the discharge paperwork, he was more than ready to go. Okay, the doctor said that he wants you to follow up with your doctor in about a week. Do you need us to call your doctor's office today to make that happen, or will you be able to do that? asked the nurse. I can do that, no worries. I'm just ready to get out of here. No offense, but I hate hospitals, replied Carl. So do I, but it pays the bills. Okay, do you have someone to watch over you today just to make sure you're okay, asked the nurse. Yes, uh, my fiance is next door, uh, is going to be uh, here with me and our adopted daughter. Also, my sister-in-law will be driving us home and will probably check in on us throughout the day, replied Carl. That sounds good. That little girl's awesome. She was a pro the whole time she was here. It's good to see a young couple like yourselves helping someone who needs it. How long have you been uh, together? Asked the nurse. Oh gosh, it feels like forever, but in a good way, lied Carl. Okay, here are your discharge instructions. I'll put them in your bag, and I'm going to disconnect all these wires from you so you can get dressed, and we can weigh you out in front. You said your sister-in-law is picking you up, right? Asked the nurse. Yeah, she's grabbing the car right now, said Carl. Good. Now, I can take these wires out quickly or slowly, since you are pretty hairy. Which do you prefer, asked the nurse. I just rip them off. The hair will grow back, said Carl. Okay, my husband's the same way. Here we go, said the nurse as she took off the pads from Carl's chest inside. With each rip, she apologized, and within a few minutes, she had all the wires disconnected. All right, you're all disconnected. I hope it didn't hurt too much. I'll give you a few minutes to get dressed and I'll be back. I'm just next door with your daughter, so if you need anything, let me know, okay? I should be fine. I don't feel dizzy or anything like that. Will my doctor be able to see the notes uh, from here by next week? Asked Carl. If he's local, he should be able to. If not, you can get a copy uh, of your file, said the nurse as she went next uh, next door to check on Myra. Carl went ahead and got dressed in his regular clothes and out of the hospital room. Likely the EMTs didn't cut off his clothes, so he was able to leave with some dignity. When he finished, he opened the curtain and that blocked everyone's view of them. There were several people there were several people moving around the hallway, and he checked in on Myra. Knock knock, are you decent, Myra? asked Carl as he knocked on the curtain that was covering her room. We're all good, Carl. You Are you okay? asked Cheryl. Carl walked into Myra's room and saw that she was dressed and sitting in a wheelchair. I am fine and ready to go home. How are you feeling, kiddo? asked Carl. I'm getting right in the wheelchair. I've never done that before, said, uh, replied Myra. Let's hope we never have to do this again, said Carl. 
The nurse who was standing, uh, attending him unlocked the wheelchair and started to push Meyer out. Another nurse came up to where Carl's room was with a wheelchair and looked into his room to find no one there. Where did Carl go? Asked the second nurse. Oh, that's me. I don't need a wheelchair, replied Carl. Hospital rules. I have to uh, roll you uh, to the entrance. Hop a squat, said the nurse and pulled the wheelchair behind Carl. Can we race to the front, asked Myra. Sorry, sweetie, these aren't built for racing, but we'll definitely beat your dad to the front, said the first nurse. Carl sat down in the wheelchair that the second nurse pulled up and handed his discharge papers to Cheryl. The first nurse led the way, followed by Cheryl and then by Carl in his wheelchair. When they got to the front entrance, Carmine was waiting for them, with the back doors open. Carl's nurse pulled him up behind the passenger seat, and Myra's nurse pulled her up behind the driver's side. The nurses helped both Carl and Myra into Carmine's car and pulled the wheelchairs back inside. Cheryl got in the passenger seat, and Carmine got in the driver's seat and pulled out and headed towards uh, Carl's apartment. When they got to the apartment, Carmine pulled Carl's pulled into Carl's spot and parked the car. They all headed upstairs to the apartment, and Carl and Myra sat on the couch. Cheryl and Carmine dropped off the paperwork in Carl's office. When they secured the discharge paperwork, they came back into the kitchen. Cheryl started up a coffee pot, and Carmine grabbed Myra's glass of chocolate milk and some crackers. Okay, Carl, I'm going to head back home. Are you comfortable? asked Carmine. I'm fine. We'll stop by later today and grab my car from your house. Thank you so much for caring for us, said Carl. No rush in grabbing your car. In fact, leave it with us for a day or two. You'll be fine there. I need to check in with Nate before we before I leave and see if I, to see if I need to grab anything on the way home. Can I use your bedroom to call? asked Carmine. Go right ahead. We cleaned it up before you came over today, joked Carl. Carmine went into Carl's bedroom and closed the door while Cheryl poured Carl a cup of coffee and placed Myra's milk and crackers on the coffee table. Cheryl sat down uh, next to Carl on the couch and held him for a few moments. She turned on the TV and put on uh, the music channel, making sure to avoid the jazz and classical channels. Is anyone hungry for dinner, or maybe we can just order a pizza and a movie, asked Cheryl. I can go for a pizza and a comedy. How about you, Myra? asked Carl. Can we get a cheese pizza and watch the movie we saw the other night, asked Myra. So, a cheese pizza for Myra, and Cheryl, what would you like on your pizza, asked Carl. Oh, I like the meat lover's pizza, and I like the movie we uh, saw the other night, so we should do that. Should we get something for Carmine on the way back, asked Cheryl. The place that is closest to us doesn't have a vegan option, and I don't think she would want to wait around, but when she comes out, I'll ask her, Carl. Ask me what, said Carmine as she entered, uh, as she walked out of the bedroom. Can I interest you in a pizza or a sandwich from the pizza down the street? They're quick, and they can probably have something here in 30 minutes. We're going to grab one and watch a movie tonight, said Carl. I'm good. Maybe next time. I'm going to head home right now. Nate's doing things around the house that he shouldn't be doing. He's got a driver coming by to drop off your car, so I'll need your keys, said Carmine. Carl reached into his pocket and pulled out the keys and handed them to Carmine. If there are any scratches on it, I'll let Nate know. Just kidding. Let Nate know that I appreciate it, joked Carl. Cheryl, do you need anything, asked Carmine. No, I should be fine. I think I can take care of these two now. Go take care of those three kids you have at your house. Give us a call when you get back to your house and we, uh, we can talk tonight, said Cheryl. 
When Carmine left, Cheryl got up and put a kettle of tea, put on a kettle of tea, and waited in the kitchen for it to boil. While Carl pulled up the movie and pulled out his phone to order pizza for everyone, the kettle that Cheryl was watching whistled, and she poured the hot water into her cup with the tea bag. And she came back to the couch to check and checked on Myra. How are you feeling, girlfriend? Asked Cheryl as she felt Myra's forehead. A little bit sleep. I think I'll make it through the movie, but. Then I think I'll go to sleep, said Myra. Well, you've had quite a day. I'm glad you're doing okay. Do you want to come over next to me and Carl and watch the movie, or are you all right sitting there on the love seat? asked Cheryl. Can we eat off the coffee table? I'd like to sit here on my own, replied Myra. Not a problem. We can eat off the coffee table. No need to get up. I'll grab you a blanket in case you want it to drift off to sleep while the movie's on. Carl, and I, uh, Carl, can I grab one for you? asked Cheryl. I'm actually good to go. The coffee is keeping me nice and happy. I'll probably call it an early evening as well. Pizza should be here in about 20 minutes. Should we start the movie and pause it when the pizza gets here, or should we wait, Carl? Let's just start it and pause it when the pizza comes. I'll grab Myra a blanket. Are they in the uh, bedroom, asked Cheryl? Yeah, in the closet on top of the shelf. You know what? Let me grab it because it may be too high for you to grab, said Carl. Cheryl tried to protest, but Carl got up too quick and was in the bedroom before she could say a word. He grabbed the blanket from the closet and draped it over Myra and kissed her on the forehead as he returned to the couch and the opening credits of the movie began. Okay, so thank you so much for listening to today's installment of Shared Diary. If you like what you heard, you can go to the website, createartpodcast.com. You can go to this post and leave me some comments and let me know what you liked and what you didn't like. I would suggest reading through last year's work first to know who Carl is and who Myra is and who Cheryl is, and who all these people are, uh, that would probably help. So again, we'll see you tomorrow. And I just wanted to let you all know, too, that sometimes I might miss a day or two in this month. Sundays are the days that I usually catch up if I miss any days during the week. So make sure that you're subscribed and following whatever podcast app you're using. And I want to thank you for listening in and reading uh, the story that I'm writing eventually will be for you. Have a great day. And this is a Gagopod East Studios production. Gagopod, where we've been helping creatives tell their story with podcasting since 2017. Take a look at gagopod.com and you'll see all of our network shows. All of them are designed to help you podcast. See you next time.